Psalm chapter 105, verse 1. Give ye thanks to Jehovah, call ye in his name, make known among the peoples his acts. This entire song is going to be a remembrance and an instruction to the people. It not only praises the Lord for everything he's done for Israel, but it also reminds the people of everything that he's done. This is a great purpose to any song. 2. Sing ye to him, sing praise to him, meditate ye on all his wonders. To meditate is to think deeply about the law of the Lord and his word. 3. Boast yourselves in his holy name. The heart of those seeking Jehovah rejoiceth. If we boast about our own selves, then it's arrogance and conceit. But when we boast about God, it's righteousness. 4. Seek ye Jehovah and his strength. Seek ye his face continually. Always look to the Lord. Pray to him. Think about him. Ask him questions. Tell him your thoughts. Read the Bible. Make your whole focus about the Lord on a daily basis. 5. Remember his wonders that he did, his signs and the judgments of his mouth. When he said something, it happened. When he told the animals to form out of the dust of the land, they formed. When he told the Red Sea to part, it parted. And when he gave us his commandments, they were forever. Jesus said in the New Testament, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. 6. O seed of Abraham, his servants. O sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. We are his servants and his chosen ones and his seed if we follow him. 7. He is Jehovah our God, and all the earth are his judgments. The Lord has established the seasons, the days, the biology of humans and animals, and he has established the difference between right and wrong, between righteousness and evil. 8. He hath remembered to the age his covenant, the word he commanded to a thousand generations. He remembers all of the promises he's made and the covenant that he made with his people. All of his promises have the word if in them, which means we have to obey him in order to receive the blessing of that promise. But he will never forget what he has promised. 9. That he hath made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. He repeated the same oath to Isaac and to Jacob that he had said to Abraham. He said the exact same words to all three men, grandfather, father, and son. That's one of the reasons why he's called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 10. And doth establish it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel, a covenant age during. Israel is the name that God gave Jacob later on when he was older. Israel and Jacob are the same person. 11. Saying to thee, I give the land of Canaan the portion of your inheritance. The Lord gave to the Israelites the land of Canaan, and he gives to all who follow him the land of heaven for all eternity. Canaan represents heaven. 12. In there being few in number, but a few and sojourners in it. That's what we are who follow the Lord. We are few in number, and we are sojourners in this earth until we arrive at his heavenly kingdom forever. The Lord has made a way for every human to be saved, but most people 
love their sin more than God. And that's why only a few people follow him in comparison to how many there are. Because billions of people have lived 13, and they go up and down from nation unto nation, from a kingdom unto another people. The Israelites traveled a long distance in the wilderness to get to Canaan. 14. He hath not suffered any to oppress them, and he reproveth for their sakes kings. While the Israelites were journeying, the Lord fought off their enemies, the pagan kings. And when they arrived in Canaan, he continued to fight off the pagans for his own name's sake, so that the promise he made to them would be true. 15. Strike not against mine anointed, and to my prophets do no evil. In older times, before he took the Israelites out of Egypt, no one could kill Elijah, and Elijah had a big hit on him from Queen Jezebel, but nobody could touch Elijah. In fact, if they tried to kill Elijah, fire came down and consumed them. Soldiers from Jezebel were killed in the fire of God because they came against Elijah, and Jezebel herself was ultimately killed because she pursued the Lord's prophet. And also when Pharaoh tried to attack Moses, Pharaoh was killed because he was attacking the Lord's prophet. 16. And he calleth a famine on the land, the whole staff of bread he hath broken. Now it's talking about when there was famine all over the world, and Egypt was the only place where food was growing because the Lord had sent Joseph there, who was an Israelite. 17. He hath sent before them a man, for a servant hath Joseph been sold. This is the history of how the Lord brought Joseph to Egypt to produce food for the Israelites who were coming, as well as the Egyptians and a lot of the pagans who lived around Egypt. 18. They had afflicted with fetters his feet, iron hath entered his soul. That's a beautiful metaphor. It shows you how much Joseph suffered. He had iron fetters on his feet because he was a prisoner in Egypt before he got promoted, and he was wrongfully imprisoned. But before that he had fetters on when the Ishmaelites bought him from his brothers and his brothers illegally sold him into slavery. So he wore fetters twice in his life, and those fetters entered into his soul. In his personality, he felt like a slave, but he continued serving the Lord anyway. Has iron entered into your soul because of oppression from the enemy? Just keep serving the Lord like Joseph did. 19. Till the time of the coming of his word, the saying of Jehovah hath tried him. The Lord had told Joseph in a dream that he was going to become a great lord over his family. And he believed that promise even though he became a slave and then after that went to prison. He still believed what the Lord had told him. 20. The king hath sent and looseth him, the ruler of the peoples, and draweth him out. Pharaoh sent for Joseph and pulled him out of prison and made him second in command behind Pharaoh. 21. He hath made him lord of his house and ruler over all his possessions. Now this represents the Father and the Son in heaven. The Father has made the Son, Jesus Christ, lord over everything that the Father owns, the entire universe. 
And you know, Jesus was sold by his own brothers, the Israelites. They put him on the cross. And it was the same thing as when Joseph was sold by his Israelite brothers into slavery. 22. To bind his chiefs at his pleasure, and his elders he maketh wise. Joseph was ruler over the chiefs of Egypt. 23. And Israel cometh into Egypt, and Jacob hath sojourned in the land of Ham. Ham was one of the sons of Noah, and he was the father of many people who live in Africa. In ancient times, Egyptians were black, and they were very powerful. They had a powerful kingdom. 24. And he maketh his people very fruitful, and maketh it mightier than its adversaries. The Lord caused the Israelites to propagate so much that they went into the millions, and there was almost more Israelites than Egyptians in Egypt. And that's why the Pharaoh around Moses' time became terrified of the Israelites, because there were so many of them, and he feared that they would overthrow Egypt, so that's when he made them into slaves. 25. He turneth their heart to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. He caused the Egyptians to hate the Israelites. 26. He hath sent Moses his servant, Aaron whom he hath fixed on. Notice it said that the Lord caused the Egyptians to hate the Israelites. And this is because it was part of God's plan to get the Israelites out of Egypt. And you might say, well, how dare God cause the Egyptians to hate the Israelites? And I would say, how dare anybody judge God? He made us. He is our creator. We're blessed just to be alive. And we have to remember the Egyptians were already practicing witchcraft and sorcery this whole time. They didn't have righteous hearts to begin with. They were already evil and corrupt. God just used that to get the Israelites out of Egypt in a glorious way. And he used Moses and Aaron to lead the people out. 27. They have set among them the matters of his signs and wonders in the land of Ham. The Lord gave ten plagues to the Egyptians to prove that he was more powerful than all of the demon gods of Egypt. And now it's going to list the plagues. 28. He hath sent darkness, and it is dark, and they hath not provoked his word. Darkness was one of the plagues. 29. He hath turned their waters to blood, and putteth to death their fish. 30. Teemed hath their land with frogs in the inner chambers of their kings. Even the king had frogs in his bed, because frogs was one of the plagues, and even the king had bloody water to drink, because that was a plague. Now why would God turn water to blood? This is because of the pagan sacrifices. They were sacrificing their own children, so the Lord made them drink the blood of their own children. We'll see this again in Revelation. The Lord will turn water to blood in the end times during the Great Tribulation because of all of the child sacrifices and sorcery that has been going on in this planet for decades and decades. The people will have to drink the blood of those they killed. 31. He hath said, and the beetle cometh, lice into all their border. They had a plague of beetle and a plague of lice. 32. He hath made their showers hail, a flaming fire in their land. 
He also caused a plague of hell, and inside the hell were burning sulfur balls. It would come down as ice in the atmosphere and land on them and kill them when it landed. Then the ice would crack once it hit the ground, and there would be a burning ball of sulfur that would set the town on fire, and the crops and everything. This also happened on Sodom and Gomorrah, and it will happen again during the Great Tribulation. 33. And he smiteth their vine and their fig, and shivereth the trees of their border. He caused a pestilence to come onto their crops. 34. He hath said, and the locust cometh, and the canker worm innumerable. He caused a plague of worms and a plague of locust. 35. And it consumeth every herb in their land, and it consumeth the fruit of their ground. 36. And he smiteth every firstborn in their land, the first fruit of all their strength. That included not only the firstborn of the humans, but also the firstborn of the cattle. The pagans had a practice of sacrificing their children. This was in judgment for that. But it also symbolized the fact that the Lord himself was going to give his own son for the sins and the redemption of the entire world. 37. And bringeth them out with silver and gold, and there is not in its tribes a feeble one. When he brought the Israelites out of Egypt, not one person was lame. That is phenomenal, because when you look in our society, everybody is on a 504 plan, everybody is on disability, there are so many lame people, it's uncountable. Everybody is seeing a counselor, everybody's on antidepressants. We don't have any normal people in our society anymore. There's virtually nobody that's 100% healthy. But when the Israelites came out of Egypt, everybody was healthy. There was nobody with missing an arm or a leg, nobody on crutches. Isn't that amazing? And on top of that, they were rich because they asked their Egyptian neighbors for silver and gold and the Egyptians gave it to them generously. The Egyptians were spoiled when the Israelites left, even though the Israelites never had to fight a battle. This was just like a war, because the Egyptians lost their people, their cattle, their crops, and their silver and gold. 38. Rejoiced hath Egypt in their going forth, for their fear had fallen upon them. The Egyptians were so terrified of the Israelites that they actually were happy when the Israelites left. Even though the Israelites left them completely destroyed. Now later on, the Lord did allow Egypt to rebuild itself, which is really awesome. But Egypt was completely destroyed at the time that the Israelites came out. 39. He hath spread a cloud for a covering, and a fire to enlighten the night. He gave them a pillar of cloud by day. And this tells us another detail that we never learned previously that that pillar of cloud extended above and over their heads to give them shade from the sun when they were in the desert. Mind-blowing. I never noticed that before until just now. And then at night, it was a pillar of fire so that they could see it when they traveled at night. 40. They have asked, and he bringeth quells, and with bread of heaven satisfied them. He gave them quell to eat, 
that he sent with a great wind, and he also gave them manna from heaven that rained down, and it was on the grass every morning, in the place of dew. And it was these little tiny kernels of dough, and they gathered it, and they kneaded it, and made bread with it. That bread represented the bread of life, who is Jesus Christ, who is the commandments and the word of God. We live by the commandments of God. 41. He hath opened a rock, and waters issue. They have gone on in dry places, a river. When Moses struck the rock at Meribah and at Horeb, water came out in both of those places, and it wasn't a trickle, it was a river a river that would feed millions of people and millions of cattle in the middle of the desert. Today that river is dry, which shows you that the Lord only made it for the Israelites and nobody else. 42. For he hath remembered his holy word with Abraham his covenant. 43. And he bringeth forth his people with joy, with singing his chosen ones. They sang for a long time when they crossed the Red Sea, and the Egyptian army was killed behind them, and they sang when they entered the land of Canaan, and they sang when the temple was built. They sang many times because of what the Lord had done for them. 44. And he giveth to them the lands of nations, and the labor of peoples they possess. The labor of peoples means that they took over the vineyards, the houses, the farms, and the ranches, and the wells that the pagans had built in Canaan that was already there, and they were able to build it up more, so they didn't have to build anything from scratch. 45. That they may observe his statutes, and his laws may keep. Praise ye Jehovah. That's similar to when tragedy comes in our lives, and then the Lord uses it for our good. When the Israelites took over the evil cities, those cities became instant dwelling places that then became used for good, for God's purpose. Every miracle the Lord has done is so that you can observe his statutes and keep his laws. And a lot of people would falsely say, oh, that's works salvation. No, it's not. The Bible teaches that works salvation is practicing religious ordinances. We'll get into this more in the New Testament. Works salvation has never been obeying the commandments of God. It has always been practicing ordinances. If you want to be saved, obey the Lord, repent, and follow Him. And that concludes Psalm chapter 105.